Blog Talk Radio. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore. Well, good evening, Race Chat Live fans. We are back with another episode of Race Chat Live here on Blog Talk Radio with the 110 Nation Sports. Uh, Chris will be a little late getting on. I'm not sure about Craig. So at the moment, it's uh, just me. And well, I'll kind of help recap the racing weekend at Richmond. Everything went down on Saturday with the Xfinity Series during the day and Truck Series, or not the Truck Series, the Cup Series at nighttime. And it was none other than Noah Gregson in the Xfinity Series going two for two after going winless all season long. Uh, he held off Justin Haley, John Hunter Nemechek with a great race in an underfunded car. For the Sam Hunt Racing team, uh, that could make some. That's going to make moves not only for the race team itself, but maybe John Hunter Nemechek to put his career on the right path. I believe. Uh, I believe Kyle Busch gave him a good shot by saying, "Hey, run one of my trucks in the Truck Series. We'll reboot your career, put you in some top-notch equipment that you belong in, and seems to be paying off so far." Uh, Justin Allgaier and Riley Herbst. Rounded out your top five for that race. Your stage winners. Stage one was AJ Allmendinger, and stage two was Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson with the last lap of it all, and going two for two. Dale Earnhardt Jr. with his one race a year start with the Xfinity Series in the in his famous number eight machine. Uh, finished 14th in the race, so nice top 15 finish for good Dale Jr. Let's head on over to the NASCAR Cup Series. It was Martin Truex Jr., Joe Gibbs going two for two in the playoffs. Denny Hamlin last week at Darlington, and this week Martin Truex Jr. at Richmond. Stage one, Denny Hamlin gets the Denny Hamlin swept both stages. But Martin Truex Jr. gets the win and locks himself into the next round of playoffs with his teammate Denny Hamlin, which Hamlin finished second, Christopher Bell third, so GGR one, two, three finish. Chase Elliott finishes in fourth, Joey Logano fifth, Kyle Larson sixth, Ross Chastain, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Ryan Blaney, your top ten for the NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, We'll quickly run over to the standings of how the Xfinity 
series is, is they're the last series to enter the playoffs. Their playoffs start when the Cup Series starts their round of 12. And right now, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, if the playoffs were to start today, we are looking at Austin Sindrick being the number one seed, A.J. Allmendinger's number two, Allgaier three, Noah Gregson four, Justin Healy five, Daniel Hemrick six, Jeb Burton seventh, Harrison Burton eighth, Maya Snyder ninth, Brandon Jones the top ten, Jeremy Clements and Riley Herbst above the cut line as we speak right now. Currently, and right now, Austin Sindrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Allgaier, Noah Gregson, Justin Healy, Jeb Burton, and Myatt Snyder, the only drivers that are currently in that playoff field that have wins and are locked in, Daniel Hemrick, the first driver in on points at the moment. Then it's Harrison Burton, Brandon Jones, Jeremy Clements, and Riley Herbst. Move over to the NASCAR Cup Series, our current playoff points as we speak. Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. locked in as of right now. Then right now, Kyle Larson, I believe he's locked in on points. So he, so he'll go into the Charlotte Roval with with a release side release there. Then everybody else still in the hunt for every, still in the hunt of the playoffs. As underneath Kyle Larson is Joey Logano, Brian Blaney, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Eric Amarola, and Kurt Busch. All on the good side of the cut line. Underneath that cut line is currently Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, and Michael McDowell. In my opinion, I mean, a few weeks ago when we had our playoff round table, it was, say, Bowman and Byron could be struggling. Uh, Byron, if he was going to make it through to the next round, he would just barely squeak by. Bowman was a possible elimination I personally saw. It means that Richmond and Darlington and, of course, Charlotte Roble are not his tracks, not his favorite tracks of all. And William Byron, uh, while he made noise early on, he's been kind of quiet towards the end of the season. And it's kind of showing now, unfortunately, for the 24 crew. But in our... Pick system, don't you worry. I picked Martin Triggs Jr., so I've been two for two since the NASCAR playoffs. And currently, Chris has me on a tight leash of 36 points for our little side bet there. And hopefully, Chris and Craig come on soon. Hopefully, somebody joins the show and gives their thoughts on the racing. Richmond wasn't bad, I thought. Uh, Danny Hamlin sweeping both stages. I literally thought Hamlin was going to win the race, but Truex, well, he struggled early on in the race by jumping the start, so he had to go to the rear of the field, and perhaps with the Truex 19 team, they know how to get things done on the short tracks when push comes to shove, and they got the job done when they really needed to. So move so this weekend we're heading to Bristol for the uh, round of sixteen cutoff. We're gonna narrow the cup series playoff grid from sixteen to twelve. The Xfinity series will 
find out who their 12 drivers are going into the playoffs. And I believe the truck series will have one more race before they not eliminate their playoff field from 10 to eight, I believe it is, or it's 10 to six. I don't remember exactly how that, what their playoff uh, grid works. And looking like, An Arkham Menard series looking like Taylor Gray won in Portland this past weekend. So good news over there. But in my opinion, Joe Gibbs Racing, the short tracks, you got it. You got to look out for them. Never know what's going to happen. But Kurt Busch in a horrible wreck at Richmond as well with the Cup Series and. Good thing he walked away from it. But that puts him tied with Alex Bowman, but he's got the tiebreaker over Bowman to keep him on the good side of the cutoff line. But between those two, it's going to, essentially going to be who finishes ahead of who. If they can even stay, uh, both of them can even stay on the on the good side of the cutoff line. You, we'll never know what happens with the Charlotte Roval that, or Bristol that we're coming up to this weekend. And, of course, it's the Bristol night race. Going to be some great racing action, I believe. Good. All right. Miss Lee says, Gray won the Arkham Menards West Series because P1 and P2 both missed a turn on the final lap. Interesting. So, essentially, was given the win on that one. And I believe they were, I believe Portland is a road course, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yep, a road course race. So when you go road course racing, don't miss your corners. There are key factors into all of this. So as I mentioned earlier, we have our little side bet going on with the Race Chat Live 110 Nation family here. And currently, after this past week in Richmond, Mr. CJ Sports brings up the tail end of the overall points field with 849 points, puts him 148 points back of the current point leader. Miss Lee sits above him, 115 points back from the leader with 882 points. Craig is in the middle in third, 71 points back with 926 points. Chris currently in second with 36 points behind, giving him 961 points. And you're looking at him right here, 997 points. I am your points leader. And with 21 races left, the max amount of points you can get is 546. The minimum points is 21. And so anything can happen. Everyone's still striking distance to get those to get the little side bet winnings going on for us. And one topic that was mentioned last weekend was the number placements and a lot of traditional NASCAR fans prefer the numbers to be on the doors where they currently are right now. Well, 
with the next gen car coming out in 2022, that it that's right, coming next year, the numbers are being moved forward. Oh, do we have somebody on the phone here? Yeah, buddy. Sorry about that. I had to get my phone fixed. Frank Moore, did you watch any of the racing stuff this past weekend from Richmond? I did. I did. And I was impressed with MTJ, that opening uh, lap penalty, jumping the start. Um, he tried to play stupid, classic Martin Truex Jr. Um, and say he didn't realize it. Well, lo and behold, he knew the rule. It's the same rule that's been for the last, I don't know, maybe... 85, 90 years, I mean, you don't jump the restart for crying out Christmas. Um, or you don't jump the start. But he did, but he was able to rebound. I thought for sure I was going to pick up a pen. I thought for sure I was going to pick up a W with uh, Kyle Bush. But instead he finished ninth. I think it was ninth anyway. Yeah, he got a top ten finish. I was kind of glad... Uh, CJ and then, or um, uh, uh, Chris didn't uh, win because we wouldn't have heard the end of it. Hey, right, Chris? You won't, you won't hear the end of this one, Craig, because I've been two for two since the NASCAR playoffs. So you want to shut, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Um, so, I mean, it, it's I, – I think that it was a good weekend all in all. I um I think the fine came down after we went off the air last week, um, and I kind of thought that that would be his motivation, a fifty thousand dollar fine. Not that that's not that that's a lot of money. Uh, not to them. We've had this conversation I don't know how many times on uh, on Race Chat Live, and in the message board itself. And that's a drop in the bucket. And these guys pretty much have that uh, pretty much have that money put away, um, especially Kyle Busch. Um, so, I mean, all in all, it was a good race weekend. I didn't catch much of the Xfinity race um, because I was I was out doing some errands, and and, and when I got back to the Xfinity race was actually, I'm going to put flavorful because you saw a lot of the small fun, a lot of like, say like the underfunded or the like the smaller teams that don't really get like TV attention or really get time to talk about. They got it this weekend. Why? Because some of them are running up front. Tommy Joe Martins was actually in a battle for the stage win, and A.J. Amendinger snuck it in in the last corner. Well, you know, and I find it, and, and now that you say that, and I'm, I'm uh, in a bad spot in Amsterdam, so if I lose you for a second, I'll have to call back in. Um, I, I kind of feel bad for these guys that are on the, on the smaller teams. They don't get a lot of TV time. And I don't care whether you're a, you know, whether you're a backmarker driver or a jobber or however you want to say it, or whether you're an A.J. Allmendinger or, or, or anybody like that. 
I mean, these advertisers are spending decent money to go out in your car. They need to get some TV time somehow, and it's not just for a wreck. So I really wish NASCAR and their TV partners would figure out a way to get some of these guys on and uh, and showcase them. I mean, it's important. Their advertisers are spending money. Sure, they're not spending as much money as, as uh, some of these other teams, but it is what it is, you know. And they're still spending their they're still spending their money. So, I wish NASCAR and their TV partners would figure out a way to get these guys on for at least maybe three minutes every every quarter hour, or every fifteen minutes. Uh, for those that ain't smart enough to break down in a quarter of an I, hour. I agree with you there. And listen to the top 15 in the stage one of the Xfinity race. You have A.J. Allmendinger, the winner, Tommy Joe Martins in second, Austin Sindrick third, Ty Gibbs fourth, J.J. Yaley. I, oh, it's going to haunt me for, to not know what small team he races for in the 17 car. So I know that's a small racing team there. Uh, Harrison Burton, 6th. Daniel Hamrick, 7th. Noah Gregson, 8th. Spencer Boyd, and I believe it's a Josh Williams ride or something like that in car number 90. He finished ninth. Patrick Emerling, who races for our motorsports, finished 10th. John Hunter Nemechek. He, he run, ran the uh, Sam Hunt Racing Machine who came home third in the race, finished 11th in stage one. Sam Mayer from BJ McLeod Motorsports in the 99, finished 12. Justin Haley, Myatt Snyder, and Riley Herbst, your top 15. Look at the underfunded teams or names in that top 15, just in stage one. It's crazy. And then you look in stage two, Sam Mayer, the highest underfunded driver team, whatever. Or not really, Sam Mayer's not really underfunded. In terms of driver, I don't think he is anyway. But the team that he was with, seventh place in stage two, Ryan Teague, who's been, who's made some noise, um, in the last like one, one or two uh, seasons, and he's been very quiet this year. Uh, ninth, John Hunter Nemechek, tenth, Alex LeBay, a Canadian driver, uh, for a low-funded team, eleventh. Brandon Brown, a top 15 finish in stage two. I mean, these guys brought it. Well, yeah, and I think I think that is because, um, you know, there wasn't as many cup guys that I remember in this, in this race. Uh, so, and the and the teams that were funded well had some issues if i if I'm not mistaken um, so that gave you know that gave them a good shot and as I said a little while ago, you got to give these guys some t v time hell it's the only way it's the only way that they're um their sponsors get anything other than when they wreck. 
Oh, the number uh, so-and-so card, J.J. Yaley, into the wall once again. You know, his his sponsors don't want to hear that on a broadcast. (laughs) So, you know, it's great for these underfunded teams to, uh, to be running well. Now, if they can string, like you said about Ryan Zeke, the last two seasons, they weren't, they're not, hey, let's write home and, you know, call Dale Jr. and see if we can get, you know, whatever. But they're, he's consistent enough to where he's on the mind of the announcers and people that are in talk radio for sports. And that's exactly, that's exactly what needs to be done. I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, I'm guessing we don't have Chris tonight. Chris is running a little behind with uh, family things. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I've not heard him chime in at all. But, you know, I was kind of, I goes off and on um, Saturday night. I, I woke up, I think, with like 50 to go. Um, I made it to all the way to the third stage. I was impressed with myself. And then dozed off for a little bit. And, it, and at Richmond and places like that, you know, 50 laps go by rather quickly. Um, oh, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. I I think that uh, I think that this chase is shaving up to be a hell of a a hell of a run. Uh, you know, Kyle Busch saved himself. I think he's I think he's eleventh now in points, tenth or eleventh. Uh, um, I double check. He is currently yeah he's currently tenth, which is about. <clears throat> He's looking at eight points above the cutoff line, so he's he's on the good side, but he's but he's still got work to do. Yeah, and this week is a cutoff race at Bristol, which favors him. So I I'm I'm feeling good about him at the moment. Yeah, I am too. I'm also feeling good, and I'm not going to give away any picks yet. Hell, I might even Clint, pick Clint Boyer for this race. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Hell, I might even pick Jimmy Johnson. He ain't even in the series anymore. Um, but there is a rumor he is. I heard a rumor um, that he possibly is interested in coming back on a part-time basis. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. I think he should stay retired. Uh, but who knows? Um I just, you know, we got we got your segment coming up in a little bit about Designer's Corner coming up in about four minutes. And I know uh, we have a listener question here um, coming up. Miss Rebecca submitted another another question, and it's been a topic of the last couple of weeks uh, with the numbers. Uh, Miss Lee says uh, weekly 
Rich, Rich, uh, Rick Ware racing yellow. Yeah, yeah it seems like the seventeen. You're mentioning seventeen when you're using your uh, example. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like uh, these guys are, you know, they, they've got issues where they're not going to. Fa- I don't know if they're going to figure them out or not. Uh, you know, time will tell. But that's that's the kind of you know they're they're one of those teams for a reason. They're you know, they used to call them the starting parks back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Man, I'm dating myself now. But they used to, they used to be called starting parks because uh, they didn't want to do any damage. Not Rick Ware Racing, but in general, those, those style drivers, because they didn't want to do any damage to their car because they needed to run it the following week. Um you're not seeing any of that anymore, nor are you seeing any road course ringers like the Fed heads. Uh, Boris said, I know he's a favorite of yours, Taz. Uh, uh, favorite of Lee. Miss Lee over there. Yeah, that's, well, I knew it was one of yours. Uh, <laughs> uh, because all these guys have adapted well to road courses, and that's because of the simulators. Um, I know Kyle Bush, he's not a fan of the simulator. Um you know, that speeding penalty he had this week on pit road. And, and you know, the guys kept saying it. The announcers kept saying it. Uh, Dale Jarrett and whoever else was with him and Dale Earnhardt, uh, Dale Jr., that that's a tricky, that's a very tricky pit road. And it seemed like the most experienced, one of the most experienced drivers out there got got caught. And he really couldn't afford to. Um, no, he couldn't, but... You know, but he did. And But I've, right now we're... Right now, Kyle Busch looking eight points above the cutoff line. Yeah, that ain't good. You feeling, feeling good about Bristol, because that's one of his good tracks over there. Now, speaking of cutoffs, Michael McDowell, at this point, does essentially win and move on. He's 38 points behind the cutoff, and when you're when the difference between first and last without stage points is a 39 point gap, he, he's just about a race behind without additional stage help, stage points in terms of help. McDowell is essentially he's got to win and move on. Everybody else still has a shot. But if you remember, Craig, a couple of weeks ago, and I mentioned this earlier in the show before you hopped on, Bowman and Byron sitting below the cutoff line. Bowman tried with Kurt Busch, but because of a tiebreaker, Kurt Busch holds that number 12 to final spot at the moment. So Bowman would be cut off. So if you guys remember, I do remember talking about Bowman possibly getting eliminated. And if Byron were to make the round of 12, he would squeak through. And right now, right. both of them are under that cutoff line. And like I said, I had I had my doubts of these two in this round. And you, you and Chris were convinced that they would move on. But I was, in my head, when you guys were saying that, I was like, all right, we'll go. We'll play the two for one, two versus one favor. I'll I'll see where if I'm right or wrong. Listen, you don't have to rub that shit in. 
<laughs> I got it when I can. <laughs> it's not like it's not like Rogaine, brother. It doesn't work better when you rub it in. But I know you don't know what. At the same time, I thought Almirola would be out of this situation, and here he is, about three points above the good. Yeah, well, at three points, ain't really anything. I mean, he's as safe as, by the numbers, not by statistics, he is as safe as Kyle Busch. It all depends on where they start. And how good they unload off the truck. If they start 15th or back, <clears throat> and even even at 10th, even if they go by points, that does not guarantee that they won't have an issue in the first 5 to 10 laps. So... Oh, excuse me. It, it's going well, to be really imperative as to how NASCAR sets the field if they're not qualifying. I don't really see where they're not, why they shouldn't be qualifying now. I think in the chase, and hopefully Miss Lee will chime in at some point. Um, I think in the chase, they need to qualify not set it based on points um, this is <clears throat> this is too important we're in the chase now setting them by where they're sitting in points it's pretty much a gimme let them qualify and see what they got on the table Maybe Michael McDowell can get a pole and lead some laps. Highly unlikely. However, I don't think he could lead laps if he was the only car on the track. But, I mean, he led the last one at Daytona, but still. Um, That was by luck. Well, let's look at the... Before we get into designer's corner here, let's look at the cutoff grade. Because right now, Hamlin and Truex guarantee locks because of their wins. Larson right. is locked in on points. He has enough points to secure himself. So Bristol, he can literally cakewalk and not care. Joey Logano, he's very close. I believe if he does well in... It was at least one stage, he's fine. Cause he's plus forty above the cutoff. Above the cutoff, so I believe if he does, if he finishes in the top ten of uh, in at least one of the two stages, he's fine. He's guaranteed in. Blaney, Harvick, Elliott, Bell, BK, Kyle Busch, Amarola, Kurt Busch, Bowman, Reddick, Byron, are all in the dogfight. I mean, Blaney, Harvick have a little bit of a cushion. They're 25 and 28 points out. Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, 19 and 17 points ahead. Ted Lossie, 13 points ahead. Kyle Busch, Amarola, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, Tyler Reddick, all in a dogfight. Byron's going to need a little help. 
in terms of 18 points back. And McDowell, as I explained earlier, he's essentially win and move on. I don't think he, unless he somehow pulls one out of the rear end in that front row 44, which I'm sorry, they don't have the speed to do so, but being that it's a short track, they could shock us all. I don't see it happening. Yeah, because they shocked us at Daytona. Well, hold on. The, while they did shock us, it's not as much of a shock as it should be because McDowell's a great uh, restrictor plate or super speedway racer. Well, yeah. But it all is, I mean, in every track, it's right place, right time. Uh, also, before we get to Designer's Corner, real quick, um, I don't know if you've seen the messages I sent out or if Ms. Lee got a chance to read the message thread from earlier. Um, oh, Ms. Lee said, in order to bring back quali- qualify, you need to bring back practice. I agree. They're still trying to limit contact and interaction to some extent. Okay, well, here's a thought on how you do that. It might work, it may not. What do you need in order to um, qualify? You need a crew chief, you need a spotter, and you need a driver. You don't need an engineer sitting on top of the pit box. You sure as hell don't need the pit crew down at the down at the uh, uh, pit road. Get him suited up in the garage. Let him go sit on the side. He knows how to flip that switch in order to start the car. <laughs> you don't need 15 people on pit road. Have them stay back by the hauler. Let them watch it there. The engineer can sit in his in the, in the hauler and listen to what's going on. I think that's a way that you need a spotter. You need two spotters. And a crew chief. I would think. I could be wrong. Uh, well, you should only need, you should only need two spotters if it's a road course. Well, whether it's a road course or whether it's a short track. Um, you only need, you only need one spotter if it ain't a road course. You should be able to see the tracks. I mean, they have freaking binoculars on. At yeah. least magn- well, they should have magnifying binoculars for crying out loud. So road that's courses, how I think you can... Really, road courses, you're not going to be real, really able to see the entire track. Right. So, you know, however many spotters you need for a road course, um, you know, and have the spotters, every spotter at, at the end, you know, have two spotters up there, three spotters up there. There has to be a way to make it work. So let's move on from that. The topic of conversation the last three weeks, Miss um, Lee just said, and then we'll move on to Designer's Corner, two spotters on a super speedway. So let's move on. The last couple of weeks we've had um, questions about the numbers. And then last week we talked about a new number placement. Um Moving it forward. I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if Chris is on yet, but I'm pretty sure that I said, and Chris agreed with me, 
uh, you're the only oddball, but you're looking at it from a whole nother standpoint, and I'll let you, I'll let you dive into that in a minute. Um, we said, leave it alone. Stop screwing with tradition. The tradition is the number in the center of the door. And I don't even think the number's up top. And instead, NASCAR is moving the number forward. Uh, we said it enables for more advertising space and different paint schemes. I'm interested to hear what you have to say, uh, seeing how you do graphic design. And you did give some examples in the group. So I'm interested to know what you have to say, and then we'll get into Rebecca's question. So with the whole number forward thing, I was I was optimistic. I wasn't a hater for it, but I wasn't a supporter for it. And I'm kind of... In, I kind of still am in that route. But I've seen people do some, like, concept designs, and I have seen some of the, I think there's, like, one or two uh, possible scheme ideas of what's going to be coming for next year. If you do the design right, the numbers moving forward does not look bad at all. If anybody saw some of the pictures from the next-gen Daytona draft testing, if you saw Ross Chastain's 42 car, how it was designed, how the sponsor was on there, how the number was moved forward, everything on there was perfect. I couldn't ask for a better. Why? You had the number move forward like NASCAR said they wanted. The sponsor got more space out of it. And the sponsor logos, perfect size, perfect place for the space giving. They, and whoever designed that car obviously knows how to design around the number and the, around the logo because if you could do that, you're doing something right. Now, if you look at Kurt Busch's 45 car for next year, with 2311, horrible. Horrible. Why? All they did was move stuff, and it looks sharp. I absolutely hate it, and I hope to God they fix it, because if they don't, it's going to be an ugly car, and I'm putting that to the bottom of the freaking food chain is quicker than anybody can say hello. So I'm not fully for it, but I'm not fully against it. And GTG, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. If you do your half and half schemes that look terrible now as they are, and they look and mo- numbers moving forward, and they get even worse, there's gonna be a lot of people coming for you. So whoever designs, but a number, but a better improve. But a number and a design on the on the paint scheme don't make a car run like crap. It doesn't make a car run like good, or, run good or bad. It's just how it looks. Right. So, for example, let's say, let's say that Kurt Busch's 2311, number 45, they keep the number the way it is, they keep the design the way it is. You're putting it on the bottom of the food chain, right? 
of how it looks right now, yeah. If they keep it the way it is. Yep. Okay. So now he fires off three wins for next year. You still going to have that same outlook on the paint scheme? Because the paint scheme didn't win the damn race. The driver and the crew did. And I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, I'll, give, yeah, I, I'll give the driver and crew credit where, where credit's due. I'm just I'm going to put the paint scheme as Bob's food chain. I think that I, I honestly think that Kurt Busch can bring uh, 2311 their first, not only their first win, but their first three wins. Um, he he probably he probably could, but I don't think he's he may have. I don't think he's driven for Toyota ever in his career. I don't know how much that's going to matter with the new car. I mean, with the new car, everyone's pretty basically at ground level, even playing field, essentially. I agree. So. Um, that might, that actually might give Bubba his, his first W. Highly unlikely, but it could. But it's not going to make the car win by the paint scheme. I understand what you're saying. It looks, it looks like it's going to give the primary more advertising space, which is great because these butts, it is becoming more about sponsorship dollars than it is anything else. And I get it. Everything costs money to run. I understand that. Just like just like Race Chat Live in the 110, it costs money to run. But are we promoting our sponsors or are we worried about the quality of the product we're putting on the track? NASCAR seems to be more worried about their sponsors and keeping the sponsors um, happy than they are about bringing us quality racing. And Miss Lee says, yes, the new car is a leveler overall, so manufacturer switch shouldn't matter much. No, it shouldn't, because as, as you just said, as I alluded to, and Miss Lee just agreed with this new car. Everybody's got the same, going to have the same challenges. Now, is somebody going to figure it out quicker? You bet your ass. People like oh, yeah. Stuart Haas, Hendrick, Stuart Haas, and these Stuart guys Haas, that have Hendrick, the money. Yeah. The teams, the teams that have more money are going to figure it out quick because they have more staff. Or these underfunded teams. They'll figure it out eventually, but they might figure it out by at least halfway, maybe three quarters, maybe by the end of the freaking season. Yeah, I think I've got to run in the store quick, so I'm going to put. I'm going to take you out of my car and put you on my phone. Um, I just think that I, I just think that they'll get they'll figure out this this whole paint scheme thing. It was like SRS. And I want to so I want to touch on that because I know they've they're talking about adding some new things for next year. I don't quite remember what they are, but I could have sworn I just seen it yesterday come across the newswire. I forgot to save it. Um, 
But you're looking at, I think, these paint schemes that they SRX made a bunch of changes. They they come out with these changes, and then they went in an entirely different direction. Excuse me, as far as design goes. So I think that NASCAR may do the same exact thing. You know, they may say, hey. Uh, Don't even get me started on SRX. I mean, they ended up looking good at the end product, but what they kept on teasing and teasing and teasing till they actually put the cars out like a month before the first race was completely different. The X grill looked like a flattened X for crying out loud. The freaking wing looked like this giant big old wing, like supercar V eight supercar wing, but ended up looking like some tiny dinky little Ferrari wing thing. Uh let's see here. The headlights looked went from evil eyes to Saddened eyeballs. Okay, but let me ask you a question. We're talking about designs. You're a WWE fan, correct? Kind of. More AEW, but... Okay, and or AEW. And Miss Lee, you'll see where we're going with this in a minute. How many times have you read the dirt sheets? And you're convinced that something's going to happen. And then it doesn't happen. Could it have been that Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham pulled the Vince McMahon just to get everybody talking? Then when they realized that, hey, all right, now everybody's talking about this new design, bam, they pull the rug out from under you. They don't, you get something totally different. Um, some you may not, some you may like, some you may not. Here, here's a perfect, here's a perfect example. Um, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, AEW signed uh, the hell was his name, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Everybody knew it was coming because everybody was reporting it. If you read the dirt sheets, you knew it. What happened? If they did do it, how many times have they promised you something and it's not delivered? Why? Because everybody was anticipating it, so they held it off a week or two or three because they wanted to give us a swerve. It pisses you off as a fan because you're looking forward to it and it doesn't happen. You know? Uh, but and I agree with Ms. Lee they do need to push sponsorship any way they can because people are bailing left and right but do you see where I'm getting at that? well yeah I think some teams may not do the number move I kind it's hard to say but all I'm saying is like Numbers moving forward, if you do it right, car's not going to look bad. I understand the sponsor sponsor number placements and sizes and how the paint schemes look don't affect the performance of a car. 
I understand that. But from a marketing standpoint, they're doing this to get more room for the main sponsor and possibly a secondary sponsor. And I know a lot of mean NASCAR traditionalists are going to be against it. And like I said, I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. But if you design around the stuff the right way, it's not going to look bad. JTG, I'm coming after you because you guys have been horrible. No, I'm sorry. I was trying to unmute my phone. I, I agree. If they do the if they do the design right, it's gonna look phenomenal. If they do it if they do it horrible, uh, then you know, Cash Taylor's gonna be right yet again. Which is really gonna suck because we're never gonna hear the end of it. No, you're not. <laughs> All right, so um while you got me on the phone, uh can you pull up Miss Rebecca's Unless you have anything else. For number placement, no. Like I said, I'll keep middle ground with it, but I'm keeping my op my options and optimistics open. Yeah, right. I'm hoping that everything works out well. If you can pull up Miss Rebecca's question quick. I got it. So it says So we talked about the numbers last week, and that conversation, I think, will continue with you guys as things progress. With me still being very new to all of this, I seem to be able to identify the drivers more by their car color than numbers right now. Do the teams have an open palette to choose from, or is a specific color set they have to use on their cars? Does NASCAR have final approval? I have heard about Petty Blue. Gordon's Rainbow is unmistakable. Ernard Black, and then something about a secret silver. As always, I appreciate your time. Well, there's a process to all of this. Process A, you got to figure out what's, what main sponsor is going on the car. Whatever that main sponsor is, they have a color palette, and you stick to that color palette. Concepts get made by each designers and they send them out one at a time through NASCAR NASCAR approves it then it gets on the car if NASCAR doesn't approve it well you go back to the drawing boards and you go and you do another one and have at it so for instance we'll use we'll use um, Alex Bowman with Ally so you got the 48 Ally their colors they have, like, all different shades of purple and pinks. And they even have a teal color in there, which they, I'm glad they included in their primary scheme this year. The, so you got to go off of those kinds of colors when you can put your schemes. Of course, you can use, throw in some black and some white because um, Ally has white in their logo and Bowman and, of course, Jimmy Johnson have has black in their ally cars and whatever. So, essentially, it comes down to the fact of who sponsors the car for that week. 
Um, I know Christopher Bell, he has, um, I believe Stanley gets him um, sometimes. I believe Reem gets him sometimes. Um, Kyle Bush with M&M's. I mean, with the different M&M flavors comes a different M&M team. Of course, you have M&M's all over the car, but you never know which one you're going to you're gonna get because the caramel has, you know, the caramel colors and the blue flavor. The regular M&M's is essentially a, the yellow card. If there's something with mint, you're going to see the mint color come out. He could um, run the interstate batteries. Yep, and they're and they're they're like shades of green, white, sometimes yellow. So, so, I mean, it's really sponsor dependent. It used to be back in the day, um, and there I'm sounding old, but it used to be back in the day, Rebecca, that um, there was one sponsor. For the entire year. Case in point, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt. Whoever was on that car, GM Goodrich, their colors were black and silver. That was how you told the cars apart back then. Richard Petty, STB, STP Blue. It was always like a powder blue. Um, back in the in the eighties and nineties, it was easy to tell them apart. Um, now you've got to know what car they're, what car number they're in. Uh, case in point, Casey Kane or not Casey Kane? Wow, uh, we were just talking about him the other day. That's why he got brought up. Chase Elliott. Case in point, Chase Elliott. He's got nineteen different sponsors. Not 19, but every week it could be somebody different. It could be Napa. It could be uh, they could throw on allies. You got Little Caesars. You got or not Little Caesars Hooters. Uh, he's got Unifirst. Um, Napa, Napa has a couple of different teams. It's not just the common Napa colors, but I think well, I think they have like Napa, whatever. The Napa decided to come up with for that week. Um, Kelly Blue Book has one that they sponsor Elliot with. So, like I said, it comes down to the whoever sponsor whoever's the primary sponsor for that week. Essentially, you have to follow that color palette. And before it even goes to NASCAR for NASCAR's final approval, you have to go through the sponsor. And there's a reason why I mentioned this. The sponsor has to be happy, and here's where I'm going to go with this. If you remember Christopher Bell in the 95 car, um, Procore, for example, people were trying to figure out why would the Ream Procore 95 car, the the red, white, black car. Some people are trying to figure out why was the number red instead of a different color to make it a little bit more visible so that it didn't blend in with the other red streaks coming in on the side of the car. And the 
And the reason why, and Bob Levine actually answered this on Twitter because people are all over Twitter on this one. And Bob Levine said that um, the sponsor wanted a red number. The number had to be red. So before you go to NASCAR, you've got to get the approval from the sponsor. It's it's like the old saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Same thing. If the sponsor ain't happy, it ain't happening. Um, you know, they're the one funding the they're the one funding the race team. They're the one funding the weekend. So if they're not happy with certain things, it's not going to happen. Um, it, it does make it difficult. It does make it difficult for a new fan um, to identify their car on the uh, track because every week is a different sponsor. So you, I, I hate to go back to the chosen one, Chase Elliott, but he's number nine. Um, Austin Dillon, number three. Um, you know, Eric Elmarola, he's the number ten. It doesn't matter. They can wrap that car in bacon, in, in a bacon wrap. And as long as the 10 is on there, you know that it's it's Eric Almarola, the one, uh, Kurt Busch, which is going to cease to exist at the end of the year. Um, no, the one's going to be uh, Ross Chastain next year with Trackhouse. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so, I mean, you really got to know the driver's car number. Um, it's really unfair to the new age fan. Um you know, it doesn't matter the new age fans' age per se, because you're gonna pick out your driver. I did a post on Facebook yesterday, and I do this every year, and I usually generally don't end up picking a football team because NASCAR has me for the next, you know, for the first ten weeks of the season. Uh, but I did a post out on Facebook yesterday. You and Luke commented on it. About I was thinking about picking a football team, and why should I? And don't give me uh, give me a reason not to pick Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I don't think I spelled it wrong. I'm going to have to double check. Um, and I ended up going with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I know I think they lost yesterday. But they have two sets of uniforms, home and away. It's easy to pick them out. It's not as easy. Baseball is the same way. I believe hockey is the same way. Soccer, I'm not 100% sure about. Um, Soccer is a different story. Like, they have home and away kits, but depending on, well, out of the high school level, per se, it kind of gets wishy-washy because of how different colors clash and you have to have two obvious different colors to do all that. It, it's a hard topic to explain. Yeah. So, I mean, the best way I can answer Miss Rebecca's question is simply 
it's it's uh it's tough. Um again want to send out the condolences to uh Rebecca's daughter's boyfriend's family on the loss of his mother and his grandfather in a, in a tragic motorcycle accident. So again, condolences to you guys. Um uh Mr. Becca just messaged me saying if a, so if a sponsor changes during the season the car color can change yes that is correct um so like we mentioned with chase elliott and kyle bush if chase elliott's running his usual napa sponsored expect the blue white and yellow kyle bush with mars m&ms you expect the yellow car with m&ms all over it next week if it's hooters you're going to expect the hooters expect car. boobies Oh, yeah, orange. Not what I said. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it really, you have to go by, and maybe we can find, maybe we can find a post um, with all, I mean, it's different, it's difficult. It's not like doing the post about the flag, but maybe we can find something and share it on Facebook in regards to that. But, again, that was an awesome question. Uh, we'll probably continue this conversation uh, going forward because it's going to be a great topic with the numbers moving forward. But then again, I, I go back to what Miss Lee said. The new car is going to be a leveler for everybody. Um, I think once they need to worry, we need to worry about getting sponsors and keeping sponsors in the sport. Everybody's clamoring for sponsors. As I said during Rebecca's question, um, it used to be that cars where you had DuPont for Jeff Gordon, those colors didn't change. The design didn't change. It was the same design all year long. Then about, I want to say, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, about eight, nine years ago, we started getting different sponsors for different races. Um and me, Miss Lee just unsent a message. I don't know what it was. Um, I didn't know how she did. I don't know. I didn't know she knew how to do that. She usually can't pick the right car to win the race. But then, you know, I haven't been too good with that either. You, on the other hand, twice. Um, but in in reality, you just got to pick your driver by the car number, um, by his stats. And and go on from there. Speaking of stats, um, <laughs> uh, I was only busting on you, Miss Lee, by the way. Um, I was over in Boston Spa, New York, this past weekend um, for the Curtis Lumber Car Show. I don't know what the Adirondack Car Show was like up in Lake George on Saturday, but I can tell you what the Curtis Lumber Car Show was like. We were parked out on 67, just under the, just away from the bridge, um, towards Stewart's. We walked in. Every spot in there was taken of show cars. I shared the picture uh, on, I believe it was on the Race Chat Live page or on the 110 page earlier today. There was a cold trickle number 51 mellow yellow car. Um. I just thought it was cool as hell. I mean, I seen that, and I instantly thought of I instantly thought of 
our old broadcast colleague, uh, Steve Billmeyer. And uh, <clears throat> actually something just came up in my memories this morning. I had him on my old show, uh, The Racing Roundup, uh, four, five years ago or six years ago today. And he had said that Jimmy Johnson uh, was going to be out of the playoffs in the first round. And if I'm not mistaken, he was correct. I could be wrong, but uh, <clears throat> my memory isn't a COVID memory. It's just really bad. But speaking of picks for the week, we got a triple header. We've got uh, the truck series ends there in their first round this weekend, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Um, Xfinity doesn't start their first round this weekend. I believe no, they, they start it next week. They start it next weekend. weekend. And Cup has their final uh, <clears throat> first round race this weekend, which brings us to which brings us to next week's show, the uh, roundtable, and we're going to see where the, where we're at uh, as far as that goes. But I'm going to, you know, Stewie is, I'll go first. No, you know what? The hell with it. You go first because you always go last, and that sucks. Well, I'm looking at the entry list that Bob Pockris released. Um, 41 (laughs) trucks have put in uh, their entries for the Bristol truck race, but Due to whatever formula nonsense they do to determine things or whatever, um, they can only take 40 trucks. So the 40, so the truck that's not going to make it, um, I guess, is based on owners' points. Is Norm Benning with the six? Um, that's unfortunate for them. Um, for the Xfinity 41. Entries are in, and they're looking at the 13 being a DNQ. That is Timmy Hill under the Motorsports Business Management Team. And 38 cars are entering for the Cup Series. Uh, So trucks on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the uh, UNOH. 200 presented by Ohio Logistics on Fox Sports 1. My pick for this, well, we're going to name off some good drivers to look at. Uh, Sheldon Creed, who's gone two for two in the truck playoffs. Not a bad pick to go with. Of course, John Hunter Nemechek is never a bad pick ever. Um, Austin Hill is always a good sleeper pig to go with. Chandler Smith runs well on short tracks, although he hasn't had the greatest truck season, though. Uh, Derek Cross is another one. Uh, Zane Smith, a great guy to go with. Um, Doug Colby, that's right. The Wheelin Tour Modified, Modified Tour Driver from Connecticut. The guy who won the first ever SRX race gets his truck series debut in the GMS 24 truck. Josh Berry enters in this week as well with a 25 Rackley, uh, with the Rackley truck team. 
Um, <laughs> another good one I would consider looking at. Todd Gillen's not a bad pick to look at. Um, Grant Enfinger's in the 98. And I think those are some notables, but I'm going to go on the Toyota camp. And I was thinking Grant Enfinger for the longest time, but it's hard to go against John Hunter Nemechek. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with him on this, this week for him. Uh, Xfinity. I had a tough time trying to pick a driver. But if I want points, I'm going to have to go with it and stay in front of Chris. Uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Allmendinger. I don't think Gregson will go three for three. He could, or three in a row, he could, but I don't see it being really doable. But there are some good picks in there. Ty Gibbs um, is a pretty good one. Ty Dillon, who runs well at Bristol. Um, is in this one. Austin Sindrick, who's been a front runner all year long. Not a bad pick to go with as well. On the... And the Xfinity race is Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network for the Food City 300. And the Cup Series race is Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern for the Bass Pro Shops Night Race on NBC Sports Network. Uh, For the Cup Series, there's a lot of good drivers to go after on this one. Um, Sheesh. You got Kyle Larson who does well, but I don't think he'll push the issue this week, being he's already locked in on points. Hamlin may not stress the issue as well. Um, Logano not be would not be a bad pick to reassure him in, even though he's pretty close. Kyle Busch can't miss on that one. Kevin Harvick's not a bad pick. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm going to swing for a fence here. For the cup side. Oh, man. He gets his first win at Bristol this weekend. I'm going to say Chase Elliott. Wow. And he has the best average finish of all playoff drivers at this track, believe it or not. Well, that's that's definitely uh, interesting. I'm actually going to go uh, – I'm kind of shocked. I wonder if – I said this earlier. Um, I wonder if – Lee said, I love Doug, but I bet he ends up wrecked. Well, he's going to now. Um, I wonder if... if, Yeah, she gave him the doo-doo. We probably probably should stop saying that. We're going to find somebody. Um, I don't really care, but I'm just thinking out loud. 
Um, I wonder if we've like lit a fire under his ass because he kind of uh, has done well. He's a lot further up in the truck points than I anticipated he would be. And that is Mr. Friesen. Um, right now he's sitting fourth in the truck series. I think that he's got a good shot at Bristol. But, but, uh, this is probably going to come back to bite me in the ass, and I'm probably going to get on the juju for this. But I'm going to go with Grant, in, but I'm going to go with Grant Infinger for the truck series. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with him. I was thinking Matt Crafton too, but you know, I just I don't know. I'm at a I'm at a quandary here in my life. Um, so I've missed the whole show. I'm sorry, fellas. That's all right, brother. Hey, things happen. So, uh, just to fill y'all in, my, my sister, we have to do shows, same father. Her mother passed away, and uh, she unexpectedly uh, stopped by my house. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I had to do what any brother would do at that point in time. That's un- drop everything I was doing. So, I, I hate, I'm sorry that I'm coming on late, and I hope you guys forgive me. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I would I would expect the same from from anybody, given the situation there. Uh, I had no idea that uh, that was going to happen, but um, I am uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that we missed uh, I missed the whole show. Uh, I had a few topics I wanted to bring to the table, but we're already at the picks, and it's a triple header weekend, right? I mean, it's a triple header weekend. Did we do the fan question? Did we do that? Yes, we did, we did. did, we hit that. It, fi- uh, it filled in perfectly. It, it filled in perfectly with designer corner. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, and I wanted to make sure. I wanted to say something on that. Um, that Miss Rebecca may not know. Th- these numbers, they all. I, I, I left it kind of a uh, a teaser for her, and I was like, you know, look, there's something. I'm, Specific about these numbers, it's probably not in any other motorsports, and that's that's the the graphic design. Uh, these are trademark graphic designs. We'll go back to the Earnhardt, uh, the number three, and how that number was positioned, the uh, the way that it was designed, and all. Um, there was a big, you know, a hoopla over uh, Charles and Dillon racing that stylized number three. Um, one thing that's been different about the junior cars or the DEI cars um, is that the numbers always slanted forward, where uh, most numbers are slanted in reverse. If you'll remember the Alex Bowman, when he took over the 88, the 88s were slanted to the rear. Unlike Dale Jr., they were slanted forward. So it's all about trademarks and stuff. Sometimes even through silly season, we can find out where a driver is going, as we did with Kevin Harvick, because he had to trademark his number four. So, Everham is a perfect example of a trademarked number. If you go back to the Everham years, the nine, they had a wing on them. They had three little wings on them. Uh, off the, the top of the nine, they flames or flares or whatever you want to call them. But uh, that, that, was, that was a signature Everham number. Uh, the, the 43, Richard Petty, that's a specific style number. 
Uh, numbers and colors. Uh, one thing that uh, Mr. Beck has told, said, and I, and I said, you know, you're living proof of it. Back when we were younger, Craig Moore, you knew which car was the Todd car. You knew which car was the Haviland car. You knew which car was the Earnhardt car. And it only, it only, you could, you could literally look at a poster without a single car number or a sponsor on there, and just by the color of the car, you knew whose car that was. Remember those, remember those good old days, Craig Moore. Oh, absolutely, and I brought that up. Um, I said I was just about getting I was I was getting ready to show my age, but that's exactly it. You looked down, you knew whose cars were whose because they had one primary sponsor, maybe two, you know, during the season. The only time that, that stuff changed was for the All-Star race. Right. Um, right. A Pennzoil car was a Pennzoil car all year long. Uh, a GM Goodrich car was a GM Goodrich car all year long. Uh, the Remington cars, remember the old uh, Jasper Motorsports, uh, the 77? Uh, you know, even even Bill Davis's car, the Caterpillar car. Everybody, you know, it goes that far back, uh, you know, when uh, certain cars had certain styles. Yeah, no, exactly. In this day and age, it's all about sponsorship and who brings the money to the table the most. And uh, that's why we get all these colorful cars that we get. I would hope that Tasmanian Devil over there said something about the Rick Ware race cars and how awesome they look and how Plain Jane, the uh, Roger Kinsky cars look. But if you could probably pick out any car that frequently has the same paint schemes, it would be Roger Kinsky. So those are probably the most recognizable out of the fleet of uh, yeah, NASCAR yeah, race cars. Yeah, yeah. EK, same old red, black, and white cars. It's just different sponsors and same thing. Logano's, same Pennzoil, or Penske, regardless of who sponsors, the same loops, just different colors. Uh, Rick Ware always has good stuff. JTG are targeted. Their half-and-half schemes suck horribly. Yeah, and, and, and I would love to go in and grab some pictures and put these on race uh uh, race chat live so that you could see some of the uh, designs and stuff that some of these lower market teams have that you would never even know because most of the time you only see them if they bring out a caution. But uh, that's uh, that's know, funny we brought that up too. Is. Yeah, whoever the designer is, he definitely needs uh, he needs a, a job at a at a at another race team so that you could actually uh, see his talent. Now I, I, I'm glad that y'all covered that and like I said I did, wasn't able to listen to the show so I don't know what was left on the table. But I do want to cover this Kurt Busch situation. I believe Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman are tied for that final final cutoff spot. Um, anybody want to flip a coin on who that's going to be? Because definitely, I mean, it, it could move Kurt substantially Bush. one way or the other. But but if you had to pick one or the other to, to transfer, uh, who would it be and why? Kurt Busch, he's won multiple times in this track. Bowman doesn't show for much of anything at short tracks. Yeah, I would definitely go Kurt Busch. Um, I think I think Kurt Busch has the experience. Obviously, I mean he's only been in the series eighty nine years. Um, the only one that I think he beat his brother by like three years. Um, 
Uh, but honestly, I think it's going to be Kurt Busch going on to the next round. Chris, you and I have to might have to suck some hind quarter here with the Bowman and, and uh, Byron thing next week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because, uh, I mean, they're they're both below the cutoff line. And right. we we could be sucking some hind quarter. And we may have to, like, publicly say that the Tasmanian devil was correct. And I really don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, two Hendrick cars are right now looking like they are in big-time trouble. And we've seen the inconsistency all year with Alex Bowman. But who would have thought that William Byron, Mr. Slick Willie, Willie B, uh, would be as inconsistent as what he's been? I don't think any of us seen that coming. I mean, obviously Taz did, and, and I, I, I mean, what is it, the Racer Domus of, of, of NASCAR? I mean, how does this guy get all this right, right? I mean, he, you know, I've I rode a nice horse for a long time, but it looks like I'm riding the silver horse, and our buddy over here is riding the gold one. Well, you know what it is. You know what it is when you got when you got two veterans in the stable, and you got the young gun. The young gun gets the good equipment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I, and I still don't. I'm not convinced that Kyle Larson is the uh, is the two in for the championship. I really don't. I, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to go there yet. I, I think that a lot of people have said it's over. Kyle Larson is the winner. But I, I I'm one of those that would say not so fast. Now I do not want to know what Taz has to say about that because he'll probably spoil it for all of Taz. Who do you think is going to win for the championship? I could see Are Kyle you Larson ready to shoe in Kyle Larson as the winner? Let's, let's, no, let's, let's hold on, hold on. There. I will say this: I can see Larson winning it, but I can also see him not winning it. Wow, you Very sound like Joe Biden. Yeah, he's wishy washy. I'm not. I'm not. Good. You think I'm gonna give the give my thoughts away on that right now? I don't think so. I know. I tried. I did. I so I just shared something in the group that Taz posted yesterday on Facebook. He got a he got a fortune in a cookie apparently, and it said your high minded principles spell success. So and he says I hope for that. Well, you know he's been right ninety nine point nine. He's been right more times than we have been, Chris. So yeah, I don't know. But getting back, getting back to my picks real quick, and then we'll let you get to yours. Um, and thanks for joining us. And again, sorry about what you got going on with your family. We we certainly understand. Um, I've been there. Um, I said in the truck series I was going with Grant Enfinger. As much as I want to see Stewie do it, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off picking him till the next round. Uh, and then I might pick him once or twice, or I might pick him not at all, and then it might work in reverse, like unlike Miss Lee when she does her picks. For the Xfinity race, for the Xfinity race, I'm gonna go with whatever car finishes first, because apparently whoever I pick don't win anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Justin Allgaier. Uh I know that uh, Taz went with. 
with A.J. Allmendinger, but every time I pick Allgaier, he don't do any good. Well, maybe this is the week he does. Uh, <laughs> and for Cup, for Cup, I am going to go with, and I can't believe I'm going to do this yet again this season, I am going to side with who I think Mr. CJ Sports is going to pick. God have mercy mercy on my soul, but I am going to go with Kyle Busch. Wow. Uh, If he didn't screw up last week and get caught speeding on pit road, he may have won that race, but then as I say every week, if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump his ass either. So that is my picks for – for the weekend. Um, I'm interested to hear yours. Yeah, well, I've got my driver points pulling up right now on the truck series. Yeah, it's going to be hard for me to go with anybody but John Hunter Nemechek. Um, I, I think he's going to perform the best. Now, Stuart Friesen. I think y'all are. I think y'all are, are missing out, and you're really gonna. You're really gonna uh, eat your words if you if you don't keep your eye on this guy. Stewart, I believe, is knocking on all cylinders. I've seen a different side of him. Almost, it's almost like something like he knows something we don't know. And I uh, see. I see a more relaxed Stuart Friesen than I have uh, most of the year going into this, and, and it kind of goes back to last year as well. But it seems to be that Stewart. There's something, and maybe he knows something we don't know, or maybe he's just more comfortable being in the setting of the of the chase with the Camping World Trucking Truck Series. He, he's obviously one of the favorites. He's sitting in the fourth spot already. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be hard to go with anybody but John Hunter Nemechek to score the most points. If Friesen would be the one I would pick uh, myself, but um, I'm, I'm scraping for points here, and so I've got to go with what I believe. Uh, we'll we'll score me the best loot uh, this weekend. And how about Noah Gragson? I mean, you know, we I have gone out on limb like three or four times this year and have picked Noah, and Noah has made a fool of me every time I picked him. I'm not going to pick him this week either because I, of course, every time I pick him, he makes a fool of me. So, uh, but I want to see uh, if he's capable of getting that third win in a row. And I believe that that race team is. Uh, Dale Jr.'s 15th place finish, not too shabby for a guy who's been retired from racing for the last five years. But there again, he is the car owner, and probably and with the old Ty Gibbs conspiracy, he's got better equipment. It, but I just gave away who the hell I'm picking for the second pick. That Look, this kid, if he can race at the short track of Bristol and he can pick up a win, I, I'm going to be – I'm going to be disappointed if I don't see Ty Gibbs in either, for sure, in a full-time Xfinity Series next year, but also possibly a cup debut before the end of the season. I really want to see that. Maybe in a second 23-11 race team as they get prepared to move into a two-team or three-team structure for next season. But I'm going to go with my Xfinity pick uh, being Ty Gibbs. I may eat crow for that, uh, especially if he gets into trouble early, but – I'm going for points. I'm going for points. So that leaves me on the uh, Bristol side of things for the cup. And I tell you what, guys, I mean, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch. 
Need I say more? Uh, so you're going to pick Kurt Busch? No, I'm going with Krakow. Oh, I know. Crowley. I was being a wise ass. Crowley, 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 Crowley Bush. You know, I mean, look, he's had his moment. Okay, you know, he's had his meltdown. Now he's going to come out and he's going to win a championship. Kyle Bush. So you're your picks are. I, I kind of like your picks, Chris. I might have to. I might have to change mine for truck. Going with but. the Toyota Sweep. And it's not because I own a 2021 Toyota Camry that I absolutely love. It's AXSP with leather seat, moon, sunroof. Oh, my God. It is the luxury of sedan cars. I'm a huge Toyota fan. Now you are. Yeah, I own one. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, speaking of, I got to share something with you guys. Taz, I'm sure you saw it. <laughs> A 2022 Ford F-250, it is the Black Widow version, was delivered to uh, a car lot here in Gloversville. Um, this won't last long. Come get it while, while you can. Any questions, feel free to give the number. Um, the truck without the Black Widow comment. Without the Black Widow package is seventy nine thousand two twenty three, and then the Black Widow package is an additional twenty three thousand. I'll let you do the math, but I know some of us are tired and we don't have time. This truck books for a hundred and five thousand dollars. It's for a good cause. First off, who the hell would pay one hundred and five thousand dollars for a truck? Second of all, who the hell would pay $105,000 for a Ford? Well, the, 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 Black, the Black Widow Edition, I don't know if you guys know about it. Do y'all, do y'all know the Black Widow Edition and what it's about? No. All right. So it's about the serviceman. That is a, that is a truck made for the serviceman, made for the man who, who, who died. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an honor to Team Steel. Steel Seal uh, Team Six. It is uh, that that truck is built in dedication to those people who have been in special forces and have died on the front lines for our freedoms. So that 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 truck it can be bought in a Dodge, it can be bought in a Toyota, it can be bought in a in a in a uh, I mean not Dodge, a Ram because there's no such thing as Dodge trucks anymore. But it can be found in a Ram, it can be found in a Toyota, it can be found in a Ford or a Chevy, I believe. Uh, so, uh, but those are special editions, and it's, when you buy that truck, you're you're in direct support or possibly a member of one of these elite groups uh, as well. So, um, there is a little story behind that truck, and uh, um, I was surprised as well. We've we've actually had one show up here in Meridian uh, for sale. So, but we're 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 a Navy town, so it's not not surprised. Yeah, no, I just, I seen that, and I was like, what is that thing made of gold? Somebody said, no, that's plywood. <laughs> All right, so we got everybody's picks. <clears throat> I'm I'm still thinking of considering going and making it a sweep for John Hunter Nemechek, but if we do that, then we've got to do our, uh, we've got to do a secondary pick, Taz says. Why? I don't know why. 
Y'all know why? Because then it's not as competitive at that point. We did this with Kyle oh, Larson. We had the same pick. We did this with Kyle Larson a couple times earlier this week. So. Oh Messi. no. Christmas. What's so we have somebody has the same pick. Yeah, Chris, well, if we all picked John Chris, Hunter and Nemechek. Yeah, Chris, Chris Lee, and I said John Hunter. If Craig switches, oh, then we got to go over. Oh, wow. If if he picks John Hunter, then we all have to We need a second pick. pick to give us points. Oh, my God. We did this with Kyle Larson a couple times this year, too. Those are like so paper, I'll tell paper you what, scissors. We're not going to do it tonight, but I... We're not going to do it tonight. Which I said freeze. So I'm going to change my picks of Stuart Freezing. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Switching yours. I am officially switching mine to Stuart Freezing. I just seen the light. <laughs> Craig, are you still keeping that finger at the moment? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? All right. So, all right, well, we got everybody's picks in. All right, sorry for keeping y'all on late tonight. Uh, like I said, it was uh, some things that were completely out of my control. I do apologize. I even tried to hit up Artie to see if he could sub in for me, even though I don't have any idea if uh, Artie knows anything about NASCAR. But I was looking for a replacement. As Dad, you're a brain soul. I'll have to go back and listen to your open monologue. Um, I, I don't know. I, I pretty much find my inner Colin Cowherd when I'm listening. There's nobody else in the studio, so I don't really know how you. Uh, I don't know how you, what 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 you channeled to to get yourself through that. But uh, um, I, I can't wait to go back and listen and see how you how you handled yourself. I'm sure. I'm sure it was uh, something we can all learn from. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. We need to promote the next week's show uh, because next week we'll be for sure at the roundtable discussion. We won't have uh, four guys in this chase. And Bristol, man, I mean, they're going to use the PJ1, which I'm a little disappointed in. I was hoping that they would have the resin there. Uh, but uh, so PJ1, I don't know how that's going to make or break this race. Uh, I thought Richmond was kind of a snooze fest. I don't know what y'all thought about it. Um, I was not... Uh, when you had your 14th place car two laps down, I just that was that that doesn't that doesn't sit well with the consumer. Um, I, I'm not uh, I'm not happy with that. So I don't want to see this at Bristol either. But uh, you know, hopefully we'll see some bump and runs going on. Hopefully we'll see some passing, and uh, you know, we look forward to a, to a great race. It's Bristol night, baby, and there's a lot on the line here. Yeah, go Kyle Bush. I need some points, baby. Go sure. Kyle Bush, Grant Infinger, and um uh Justin Algar. I usually I usually put the juju on him, but I'm hoping this week he he forgets that I picked him and he brings me a win. So All right, well this is uh Race Chat Live. We appreciate y'all listening here tonight. Um, here I am coming in late and then trying to close the show, but I know you guys were looking to get out of here about 30 minutes ago and I kind of come in and blew that all up, but, uh, 
Uh, as, as I said, once again, I appreciate y'all uh, covering my tail while uh, we were getting this situation handled. But uh, make sure you guys listen to the show. We've only got a few episodes left. We, we'll count them down from here. Uh, I believe it's uh, seven episodes left after this week. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to... Uh, oh, we might our- have eight. Huh? We might have eight. I did reach out to... I uh, sent this in your text chat earlier. I reached out to Jesse Awuji's management team. And um, they're looking to do an interview with us in early November. Okay. Um, they'll get with us in late October. They'll get with me and uh, give me a date so we can start promoting it. They've got some um, huge news coming down the first week of November. So, awesome. Uh, awesome. They said that uh, they will. And I believe it was Jesse I was speaking to. Um, you know, I've seen that. I've seen the, uh, the 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 Navy Federal commercial the other day, and they had Rob Gronkowski as the as their representative. And I thought to myself, aren't they missing just a great chance to promote racing and and, and an athlete and a former military member or an active military member uh, being Jesse Ouija? It would be great to see because you know how much money Rob Gronkowski probably makes in endorsements. So how how cool would that be? to have a, a company like that that endorses from within and, and representing somebody who is within the military, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed that commercial or not, but it could be, it, I could see Jesse Ouija representing uh, Navy Federal, and uh, that would be a, that would be a cool deal if somehow that comes to fruition. But, uh, we're looking forward to seeing how that comes about, of course, a returning guest. Uh, he's been with the 110 Nation, uh, and he's been on uh, – uh, with me and uh, Big Sweat, uh, Steve Billmeyer, and also on this show as well. So uh, Jesse Ouija, looking to have him on for I think about the fifth or sixth time um, as he has progressed along. Uh, I can remember back, I believe, in Mr. CJ Sports, I think had him on back in 2014, which was the kind of the year, the year after that he had, you know, a story that he says he went to the racetrack. We were one of the first ones that had him on. Yeah, and then uh, we had him on, you and I had him on two seasons ago, so well, so it'll be well, definitely be interesting. Thank you all for listening to the show. Of course, we'll be back next Monday for our roundtable round uh, discussion. You can uh, find us on podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. It'll be ready in about 15 minutes. Uh, iTunes podcast will pop up, and it'll be ready to listen to. But, uh, Taz Taylor, do you want to close out for us, sir? All right. Well, this has been another fun Monday night of Race Chat Live here on Blog Talk Radio with the 110 Nation Sports Network. Be sure to tune in next Monday night here on Blog Talk Radio. And, of course, our round of 12 roundtable discussion for the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs will be live during what would be our guest half hour from 8.30 to 9 o'clock, or if you're in the central area, I think an hour behind there. And we'll be live on Facebook, along with Blog Talk Radio as well. So we'll be live in two different platforms for that half hour, and we'll guess our round of 12 going down to 8. See where we went right or where we went wrong from round of 16. This has been another edition of Race Chat Live. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Have a good night, folks. All right, good night, everybody.
Bye. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the curve. Planting the hills. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way. That's just a little bit more than the noble life. Just a good old boy. Wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern day Robin Hood. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.